during each and every election campaign, something comes out that sticks. You know, whether the politician wants it to or not, typically they don't. And that's clearly the example in this case, I would think, anyway. A candidate says something that, yeah, they maybe didn't completely think out, weren't completely clear about, whatever the case may be, regardless, it becomes campaign fodder. And in this campaign, you've seen the ads that the opposition parties have been running. Uh, Justin Trudeau saying, forgive me if I don't think about monetary policy. Really is quite a statement from someone who wants to be Prime Minister of a G7 country, but there it is. He said it. Uh, but as we've talked about before, monetary policy isn't really a headline in this campaign. Spending is, but that's really as far as we're going on, you know, monetary policy, and that's alarming to a lot of people. So we're going to chat now with uh, Bill Robson, who is CEO of the C.D. Howe Institute. Bill, thanks for your time today. appreciate you joining us. Uh, my pleasure. I, I hope we'll be able to get something cheerful out of this. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get some clarity, if nothing else. Um, when we take a look at, you know, monetary policy and where it fits into this federal election campaign, you know, as we're halfway through, StatsCan comes out with a couple of reports last week saying that, you know what, monetary should be on the minds of Canadians, monetary policy should be on the minds of Canadians right now, especially the leaders, because there's some things going on. What What, what did those reports tell us? Well, the one that's uh, very, very much of a headline is the Consumer Price Index. Uh, it's uh, up close to 4% year over year, which is a very high number. I mean, that's the if you go back to the bout of inflation back in the 1970s, that was the kind of inflation rate that caused people to want wage and price controls. Um, and it's uh, almost double the Bank of Canada's 2% target. Uh, the other one that really caught my eye was in the uh, uh, StatsCan's GDP report for the second quarter. Uh, that made a lot of headlines because there was a, 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 a downtick in real activity, which came as a bit of a surprise. Uh, but there was a huge increase in prices uh, during that quarter yeah. as well, uh, all through the economy. And so for me, th- this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the Bank of Canada is pretty serious about hitting its 2% target, but there's no question they're missing on the upside. And maybe it's time for us to be looking at some of the things that are causing that to happen. So, so when you take a look at that, you know, for the average listener out there and for me, to be honest, why do I care? I mean, what, what does it mean to me? You know, what, I, how does this hit me in the pocketbook? Well, when the consumer price index is up nearly 4% year over year, people are noticing it when they go shopping. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing it on the supermarket shelves. Uh, people's wages are not keeping up with that. Uh, and as everybody knows, uh, the housing market is kind of on fire. If you're a young person trying to get into the yeah. market for the first time, the prices there are a bit crazy. Um, and there's something else, too, that I think is important. Um, and, and economists tend not to talk about this so much, but I think it's just a common sense thing. We all use weights and measures in our daily lives. We check the temperature before we go outside. If you're measuring something, if you're cooking, if you're doing carpentry, whatever it is, we rely on all of these units of measurement that we use to to stay the same over time and money is a little bit like that as well and the, one of the things that is very uh makes makes people very unhappy about inflation is that money stops being a reliable measure uh we're not really at that stage now but if inflation continues to run way above the bank of canada's target people start to get that feeling like things are getting a bit unhinged what's happening why are we seeing this kind of inflation that we haven't seen in a long time and where it's getting into that area where you start to get a little concerned I think that the easiest way to think about what happened at the beginning of the pandemic is that uh, there was a, a bit of a panic. 
Uh, we didn't know how serious things were going to be, and there was a major effort. Uh, we know that government spent a lot of money, uh, and also the Bank of Canada started to push a whole lot of money out into the financial system just to make sure that everybody who was trying to hoard cash, uh, that there was going to be enough. And that was the right thing to do, and it cushioned the uh, initial part of the pandemic quite well. Um, the problem is, at some point, you got to start withdrawing that uh, because the economy is recovering, people are starting to spend, and as and it's a, it's a fine balance to try and withdraw it at, at the at the right pace. But what we're now seeing is that there's an awful lot of money out there, and the economy just isn't producing all the goods and services that would uh, you know that, that that would mean that that was the right amount of money to keep hold prices stable. And so as a result, we're seeing uh, these increases in prices because we're pressing up against what the economy can supply, and so that. That, that's a very different kind of a situation. That's one where you start to say, hey, maybe things are overheating and the bank should be pulling back. Now, I, I mentioned uh, the Prime Minister's quote in terms of, I don't think about monetary policy. The rest of that quote is, forgive me, I, I'm sort of focused on helping families and Canadians get through this pandemic. Is that a fair um, argument in terms of monetary policy seems to be entering some dangerous areas. But you know what? We're dealing with a once-in-a-century pandemic here. We need to make sure people are all right. This will all sort itself out when we get this pandemic behind us. Is that a fair argument? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll just say again that I think when when we were at the front end of this, uh, it's pretty hard to fault uh, the, the measures that uh, the government took and the Bank of Canada took so fine. Uh, we got through that much better than I think a lot of us thought w- that we would. Uh, but but coming out of it now, I think that the well-being of families and monetary policy are pretty tightly connected with each other for sure. the reasons that we've just been discussing. I mean, yeah. if prices are going up fast, if people go to the supermarket and they're looking at orange juice or, or, or whatever it is, and they're trying to figure out, like, is the price up because... There, there's a you know we're we're short of orange juice right now, or is is the price of everything up? Uh, that's when it starts to uh, become a real pocketbook issue for people. And as I said earlier, you begin to feel a little bit like, hey, I, if I'm thinking about retiring, if I'm thinking about saving for something in the future, uh, I, I I have to be confident that money is going to hold its value. I can't uh, t- run the risk that uh, in in 20 years time this dollar is going to be worth nothing. So I think that the, the it's it's a it's not correct to separate those two things. It is very much of a well-being of families issue. And the thing that's really critical right now, there's a deadline coming up right after the election. Uh, The government of Canada and the Bank of Canada agree on this inflation target. And I think that it's a good thing for the government to be thinking about renewing that target and and keeping us on the path that's served us so well for so long, uh, rather than letting inflation run too hot and then maybe giving people a sense that they don't care. Last one, uh, before I let you go. None of the parties are really talking about monetary policy, at least what I would recognize as monetary policy. They're all talking about spend, 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 spend. I mean, the Conservatives give a nod to paying off the deficit in 10 years kind of a thing without really a clear plan on how they're going to do it. I mean, they're all in on this, all of them. Yeah, we're in a populist period of history where people seem to be very much in the here and now. You know, what's the, what do I want in yeah. the next few minutes? And uh, that's that's a problem for monetary policy because in the short run, easier monetary policy feels good. I mean, interest rates are lower. Right now, the Bank of Canada is buying government debt to try and keep long-term interest rates down. And so they're kind of abetting this uh, these deficits and, and this run-up of debt. Um, but if you do too much of that for too long, you get inflation, which nobody wants. And so uh, we do need that longer time horizon. And uh, at the moment in this election campaign, we're not hearing a lot about it. Uh, what I'd like to see is a little bit of a commitment that once we're through this patch, 
uh, we're going to be getting back to some of the, you know, uh, committing to a low inflation rate, which uh, is something that we've benefited from for a long period of time. And you don't throw that away lightly. Yeah. And I know a lot of listeners agree with you. Um, Thanks very much, Bill. Appreciate your time this morning. My pleasure.